Hey friends, this is Miss Sadie from The Noshery. And this is Rebecca from Foodie with Family. <laughs> Get ready for a tipsy episode of My Plate is Always Full. Because what are we doing today? We're doing cocktail time. We're doing a little day drinking. This is this is scary for me because I don't do that. I, I mean, it is five o'clock. Okay, it is. It is. So, I mean, it's... I don't know. What time do you, is it technically okay to start drinking? At five o'clock. Is it five? Yeah. I always thought it was six. No, the joke is always like, it's five o'clock somewhere because okay. Okay. you just got out of work. It's happy hour. Okay. You're so, ready to go. So we're technically still within... Um, I mean, it's daytime, but right. yeah. Yeah. It's, okay. It's the beginning of evening drink. Okay. So today we're going to do a deep dive into an alcohol pool, essentially. <laughs> And explain the differences between cocktails and mixed drinks. We'll also mix some of our favorite adult beverages, and we might end up a little tipsy. Oh, dear. So, <laughs> mind you, this is all to be enjoyed responsibly. Ron's, apparently, I can't even speak anymore. She I mean, has not been drinking already. I haven't even had a drink yet. She's anticipating it. All of these are to be enjoyed responsibly, and if you are 21 or over. And home and not driving anywhere. We uh, would like to add that fact. fact. Or, or with a uh, well, no, good knowledge of a Uber app. <laughs> and or a lot of snacks. <laughs> I think we've done all of our we've PSA. Done, okay, good. Let's move on. <laughs> Should we mix drinks first or should we uh, get a little history lesson from Lady Rebecca over here about cocktail history? So if you want me to be able to speak clearly, I should probably cover the geeky stuff first. Uh, I guess that makes sense. Okay. Man. <sighs> no, I'm a lightweight. I'm sorry. This this could get bad quickly. Um, let's go over the differences really quickly here. So the origins of cocktails, right? Correct. That is what we're discussing. The Old English Dictionary credits the word cocktail as originating in the U.S. So, bully for us, right? In 1806, in the Balance and Columbian Repository. What? It was a, it was a publication. Oh, okay. So the Balance and Columbian Repository by the editor Harry Croswell when he said, and this is a quote, cocktail is a stimulating liquor composed of spirits of any kind, sugar, water, and bitters. Okay. It so is, that's, yeah. a, that's the definition of a cocktail. That is the definition of the cocktail. But he goes on. Uh, he doesn't stop there. He says it's vulgarly called bittered sling. I don't know what that is. <laughs> and is supposed to be an excellent electioneering potion inasmuch as it... Re it renders the heart stout and bold at the same time that it fuddles the head. It is said also to be of great use to a Democratic candidate, small d, not big d, because a person having swallowed a glass of it is ready to swallow anything else. Oh, goodness. Right. I know. <laughs> Mr. Croswell. <laughs> that said, the origins of the concept of cocktails is a little bit muddier than the word cocktail. It's contested. So the the 
There are a few theories out there, but the most likely comes from entomologist Anatoly Lieberman. Anatoly Lieberman. You see why I I said let's cover this before I start having cocktails? Okay, so (laughs) Lieberman endorsed a theory by a gentleman named Laughman. It was laughed, man. Did you laugh? Oh, I laughed, man. That was so bad. (laughs) So it was published in 1946, and it said that non-thoroughbred horses' tails were docked or cocktailed. Okay. So the word came to refer also to a vulgar or ill-bred person who was raised above their station. So someone who was... I feel like there's a... There's... There's a... There's a theme going here. There is. We're bringing it. We're bringing it back. We're bringing around. it back around. Bringing it back to Mr. Croswell. This is important because the 1806 mention of cocktail includes water as an ingredient. And well, Lieberman I want, said, I don't "Water. I don't want water in my cocktail." Right. Well, that's sort of the point. Laftman concluded that cocktail was an acceptable alcoholic drink, but diluted. It was not a purebred. Oh. Like the horses whose tails were cocktailed. So you or see docked. This. Exactly. So they were saying the cocktail was a thing raised above its station. Hence, we have the highly appropriate slang word used earlier about inferior horses and sham gentlemen. <laughs> I love that word sham, so not just with pillows. You know, it's nice on a pillow, but it's a fantastic insult. So according to Wikipedia... Yes. A mixed drink is two ingredients. It has one liqueur or liquor and one non-alcoholic ingredient. Whereas a cocktail generally has three or more ingredients. One alcohol, one sugar, one bitter or citrus. Okay. I had, I just figured it was used interchangeably. I think in common usage, we use them interchangeably, but there is actually a differentiation between the two things. Oh, so I would say that I am more, well, no. I mean, I like my cocktails. <laughs> yeah, it's a cocktail. I like them a little sweet. Like, I love that combo. Right. So I'm probably more a fan of a cocktail than I am of a mixed drink. Although I can appreciate a mixed drink. Honestly, it has right. alcohol in it. So <laughs> if you're trying to remember the difference between the two things you could think of it sort of like the all squares are rectangles but not all rectangles are squares argument where all cocktails are technically mixed drinks but not all mixed drinks can be cocktails the cocktail has an extra ingredient so it can go one direction but it can't go back honestly it's about combining uh a liquor and some kind of mix, a juice or something like right, that. Right, something which, non-alcoholic. Which could be sweetened. Correct. So you still can have that little sweet mix in there. I mean, we could we could argue around that all day long because a juice or something would already have a sweetener in it. So technically, is it then a cocktail? Oh, I don't know. That is up for debate, I suppose. It is. <laughs> it is. So if you're going to be stocking your mm-hmm. home bar... With some essential tools yes, in order to cocktail or mix drink at home. Right. What would you recommend or what should we recommend uh, that a person stock their cocktail bar with? Well, I think the most obvious is a shaker. place to start is a shaker. And it doesn't have to be a dedicated cocktail shaker that's sold that way. You can use a quart jar with a tight fitting lid. Absolutely. Anything that you can seal and shake. Yeah. Anything that you can... Uh, 
keep from liquid spewing out when you shake it. Right, exactly. So if you want to save the big bucks, you know, that you would spend on a cocktail shaker and put it toward better alcohol, I totally endorse that. Uh, I am, of course, my husband was really into like creating cocktails for a little bit there. Uh So we do have a full cocktail bar set with a shaker and everything. Yes. So I do like, I feel very... What is, who is it? Oh my gosh. Tom Cruise in the movie Cocktail when you got the shaker and everything going right, on. Right. Are you doing dances with it? Um, no, because I am not coordinated enough, but uh, I like to think I look cool when I shake a cocktail. Okay. Well, maybe we can get a video <laughs> of that at some point. <laughs> we also, of course, need measuring devices. Right. I mean, that- you can eyeball it and it can end up being a little on the strong side. Or a little on the weak side. But a measuring vessel device is really something that is worth having so you can either use a liquid measuring cup which is fine or you can use a a jigger jigger. yeah you can even i mean if you have a food scale you can also even use a food scale and that way you're not having to get um different tools dirty as you're measuring things so you know how a jigger kind of looks like an hourglass yes um, one, the larger end of it measures 1.5 ounces, which is a standard shot. Uh-huh. And then the other smaller side of it measures one ounce, which is called a pony shot. It's a cute little pony. <laughs> In case you're wondering. You just had it. It's a cute little pony. Little pony. Of course, you also need for mixing. Uh, you, it's nice to have one of those long spoons. Right. Uh, so you can get everything down to the bar without having to shove your hand into a cocktail mixer. Or a jar. Or a jar. Yet, let's be honest. <laughs> right. That does make it easier to stir a drink. And I also, we uh, have here, because here in my, in my home, mm-hmm. we're very fond of the old fashioned. Mm. And so we do have what is a uh, crystal cocktail mixer because the old fashioned, anything that's a stirred drink. I mean, if you want to get fancy and have like a good looking, you know, bar piece, one of these crystal or glass mixers, you put the ice ball in it, Mm -hmm. you add the liquor to it, and then you use that spoon to stir it before you put it in your drink. I like to get fancy. I think I need one of these. I specifically got one for my husband for Christmas because he's like, I don't really think this is a true old fashioned if I'm not doing it in one of these like crystal glasses or whatever. Miss Sadie, I think you've ruined him. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he was on his Christmas list. So I I went for it. It's adorable. So we've eaten out a lot. A lot. Both individually and together. A lot. Yes. <laughs> Quite frequently. You could say it's it's often. It's probably the regular event that we do together. Yeah. 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 We, we have spent a lot of time in restaurants together. And we've tried a lot of different cocktails at different restaurants. And I'm just wondering, do you have a memorable cocktail that you've had at a restaurant that you've either recreated or just something that... You think, oh my gosh, that's one of the best. I do have one. Yes. Of course, I am a sucker for anything that is whiskey or bourbon. It's really what I love. Of course, I have a soft spot in my heart for rum. Rum is the choice liquor in Puerto Rico. Right. But I also have a great appreciation for bourbon and whiskey. It's not why I moved to Chattanooga. To but Tennessee. It, I'm, I'm sure it contributed, but has, it has helped a okay. lot to move to Tennessee 
the land of, you know, the, the region essentially of whiskey and bourbon. Yes. And so there's uh, a local, one of the things I fell in love with, it, we actually came here for a visit four mm-hmm. years ago and there's a local restaurant here called the Urban Stack. That's, uh, their focus is burgers mm-hmm. and they have a plentiful array. Is that redundant? Yeah. No, it, it works. Okay. I was like, is that redundant? No, it's fine. <laughs> so they have a large array of bourbons. Ooh. And so they, they have a bourbon flight and they have bourbon cocktails and one, and they have whiskey cocktails, of mm-hmm. course. And so one of the ones that I really love that they serve there is called a whiskey smash, Ooh. which is reminiscent. And I ended up recreating it because mm-hmm. I was such a fan of it. It's, it's kind of like a mint julep, but with lemon juice in it. Because it has muddled mint in it. I feel like that would brighten it up. A simple a syrup. Yeah. Le- lemon juice, then the whiskey, overcrushed ice. And I almost, I like to call it like an adult lemonade. Ooh. It's so good. It's absolutely one of my favorites. It's great in the summer. I would imagine that would be really refreshing. Do you have one that you tried out one time? I do. So <laughs> I was in, um, I was in Tuscany on a work trip. And they took us to a restaurant called La Tenderosa. Okay. And it means the red curtain. Uh-huh. And they had a signature cocktail that they started the meal with. It was a gin and tonic, but it wasn't your average gin and tonic. They used frozen berries as the ice cubes. Oh. And there was just a hint of red wine cherry syrup in this gin and tonic. I love gin and tonic. I, I mean, do too. Now I'm sounding like a lush because every time we mention some kind of alcohol, like, I love this I, cocktail. <laughs> I love that cocktail. But <laughs> I do have a grand appreciation for gin and tonic. I do too. It's, it's, speaking of summertime cocktails, to me, that's the ultimate one. Because yeah. That's I, super I kinda, refreshing. Yeah. I think of gin and tonic to be more kind of like an everyday catch all kind of cocktail. Right. Like it's my, trusty choice right and a whiskey smash might be more of a special occasion thing. yeah especially if i'm walking into just any bar and i right. just need a cocktail and they don't have because i am a little snooty <laughs> when it comes yes, pinkies up <laughs> when it comes to my bourbon or whiskey right so if they and then also if i'm gonna ask for my go-to old-fashioned and they don't have a large cube i don't want it so then i will go for a gin and tonic. Okay. With that, a lot well, of life. Yeah, but it's got to be a good gin. Yeah, I guess. I, I mean, I love Hendrix. Right. It's probably my favorite gin. I'm but... definitely partial to Hendrix, almost to the exclusion of most other gins. <laughs> but I'm not like, it has to be. I mean, honestly, I'll, I'll drink it. <laughs> now you sound like a lush. So yes, the, the La Tenderosa gin and tonic was so memorable to me that I came home and I actually put it in my first cookbook. Oh, really? So I made red wine preserved cherries and I used the syrup from that in my version of La Tenderosa. Yes, because you the it was the canning cookbook, yes. correct? Mm-hmm. So we were you would take your canned goods and then create recipes with it. Yes. Now, if you don't have it in you to can, if it's just not something you're ever going to do, you can substitute the liquid from a jar of Luxardo cherries. Those because, are those delicious dark boozy cherries. Yes, they're the original maraschino cherry, but do not use maraschino cherry from the grocery store. It's got to be that Luxardo cherry liquid. Yeah, they're completely different. Absolutely. So it's almost, I remember the first time I ever had a Luxardo cherry 
And I remember my I was with my husband. And he thought it was a blueberry when he first saw it. They're so dark. Because they're so dark. Yeah. And I was like, no, no. He's like, this is a really interesting tasting blueberry. I'm like, homie, that's a cherry. <laughs> <laughs> we need and to it's talk. it's delicious. <laughs> yeah. It is so good. Don't you use a Luxardo cherry in your old fashioned? I do. Although old fashions, if you, okay. So if you are a hardcore, true old-fashioned connoisseur, technically there should not be a cherry in it. Oh, really? I did not know it's that. It's actually the Manhattan that has a cherry. Okay. So the cherry started making its introduction into the Manhattan during the Prohibition era. Okay. Where the bourbons and the whiskey started to get kind of cut or they weren't as great. Okay. And in order to cover up that uh, lack of authentic flavor... They would add a maraschino cherry with a little bit of sweetener. Now who's the history geek? I mean, it's about booze. <laughs> I know something. <laughs> well, we, we've talked a lot about cocktails. Are I, we going to drink now? I think we're going to drink now. Okay, we need to try some of these things. So I'm actually prepared to make you a La Tenderosa gin and tonic. Yes, we've kind of like prepped ourselves for some cocktailing here. Um, so tell me which one. This is the the one that you were just talking about. Yes, this is the one I tried in Italy and really, really loved. So in this, I don't know if you can hear that. I'm opening a really nice bottle of tonic right now. In this glass, we have frozen mixed berries. So blueberries, strawberries, raspberries. There's a little bit of the syrup from Luxardo cherries. I'm very excited about this. We have a fair amount of gin. It's a rather... <laughs> a rather sturdy cocktail. <laughs> it will warm you up. And I'm about to add some Fever Tree premium tonic water. I'm down. You're down. You're going to be down. <laughs> going to be down by the end of this episode. It's all going to be over about the crying when we're done with this. <laughs> so do, you, oh, do we hear the fizz? The fizz. 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 And we'll give this a quick stir. Hurry up, cocktail maker. <laughs> I'm on it. I'm on it. We gave it a little Oh, that stir. is a beautiful color. Isn't it pretty? Yes. It's like a super bright red color. Hence the red curtain. It smells super fresh. Right? You, you I smell the, the gin. Yeah. I mean, like. It's I, strong. <laughs> I smell the gin. So technically, a gin and tonic can go anywhere from two parts tonic and one part gin to one part gin and one part tonic. This is probably closer to one part to one part. It This is dangerous. I know. Like it's very smooth and easy to drink. It almost reminds me only because of the fruit of a kind of a sangria-ness to it. Right. And it has that color. It does. It it's has that beautiful. It's a bright, bright, vibrant red. What Yummy. do you think? Oh, I feel a little warm in my chest is what I think. Uh-huh. It's very fresh. It is. It's uh probably I I love it. It's great on a summer day. It's not my go-to because I have a tendency to go for dark liquors, you uh -huh. know, the kind of stuff that puts a little bit of hair on your chest. Yes, I do. <laughs> you have to shave after you drink it. But it is lovely. And I love the idea that the fruit is used as an ice cube because then you don't water down your drink and exactly. it's just adding flavor to it. And then at the end of the cocktail, you have these gin-soaked pieces of fruit oh, that you can have a snack. I would, on. I would do that. 
You like your cocktail? I love my cocktail. <laughs> I like it a lot. This is this is one of my favorites. I'm really glad you like it. Yeah, it's really good. It's very fresh. So I'm going to do one. Which one do I want to do first? I don't know. I'm, gonna, I'm so excited about all of them. I'm going to stay actually. I know I talked a lot about bourbon and whiskey, which um, two of my cocktails have whiskey or bourbon. Oh, goody. <laughs> And one of them has tequila. So I'm going to move you through first my whiskey smash. Ooh, I'm excited about this one. It smells so good. And then we'll use the tequila as like a palate cleanser kind of deal. And then we'll move into the old fashioned, my personal favorite. I have never had tequila as a palate cleanser, but I'm I mean, so okay with trying it. <laughs> so the whiskey smash is, well, you smash it to make it because you muddle uh, mm-hmm. mint, simple syrup, and I add the lemon juice and then I use a vegetable peeler to take off some zest off of a lemon. Okay. And I use all that to muddle it together. Oh, and so it is bright. I mean, it smells like it's got that beautiful little lemon hint coming right out of the glass. Absolutely. And an authentic whiskey smash. <laughs> I only had that one cocktail. And I had to think about it. This is going to get harder and harder, isn't it? An authentic whiskey smash should be made with Kentucky whiskey. Okay. Um, I didn't have Kentucky whiskey, so it is a Tennessee whiskey. I am in Tennessee. But Okay, so let's just point out though that Tennessee and Kentucky share a border. I so know. I feel like they should share this. I Is that okay? Can I think I think out? it should be okay. So share the this, love, Kentucky and Tennessee. I'm giving this a little stir. Okay. I should shake it in a cocktail shaker, but I'm stirring it. Okay. So these are all... And then I like to leave... I like to garnish it with the lemon zest. Give me the drink, woman. Oh, wait. Hold on. I gotta make sure... No, okay. You can have it. <laughs> oh, I let you try mine first. Okay. <laughs> oh, I wish you guys could smell this. It smells so good. It'll get you smashed. Um. So the whiskey smash, the smash refers to the method and to what you will be if you drink one of these. But man, is that good. It's a very easy drink, which is what I love about it, I think, because it has that dark liquor in it, but it's a it goes down easy and smooth. Okay, so I love whiskey, but I always think of whiskey cocktails as being heavier. Yes. This is not at all heavy. It's light, it's refreshing, it's like an adult lemonade. I see that 100% and I think that could be a really dangerous drink. Man, that's good. It is good. Oh, hold on a minute. Yeah. Uh, mm. We have four more cocktails to get through. This could be a problem. I am pacing myself. I really am. I'm, and we are just sh- yes. taking sips. We're okay. taking samples. So, and we're and we're staying home. <laughs> so since you had the idea for a palate cleanser, I'm gonna try I'm gonna try that as an approach to, although I'm not sure it's going to cleanse anything other than my ability to speak clearly. (laughs) I have one for you that I call my Lady Greyhound cocktail. Okay. And this is on my blog, so we'll link to it. This is a Lady Grey tea infused vodka. It's really easy to make. It basically you stuff tea bags into a jar full of vodka. So So you can make this and just say, I'm having a cup of tea. You could. (laughs) You wouldn't get too far into the day if you started it with the Lady Grey cocktail. But to this tea-infused vodka, we we muddle just a little bit of honey and a little bit of fresh sage. 
So oh. you're adding a little bit of a savory note to it. This, I feel this feels, this sounds, it's going to feel warm. Yes, it is. But, but then we lift it up with some fresh pink grapefruit juice. Oh, so we squeeze. I love grapefruit. I Actually, know you do. I'm aware. <laughs> so this is, this is why I chose this one. And do you see how pretty this one is? It's so nice and pink. I love that. It, it makes, I, which is, you know, I'm not like your typical girly type. I'm not either. But I, uh, I'm I would down. Not, I would not say I'm a girly girl, but I would say that I like, I like a pink cocktail. Uh. <laughs> so we have added a little bit of ice to this. And normally, again, I would shake this. Okay. Um, but that would sound really horrible on the microphone. Yeah. So we're, 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 um, Saving your ears and We're instead just giving ears. it some gentle stir with ice. A gentle stir with ice and then we garnish it with a small slice, a thin slice of pink grapefruit. This looks so pretty. And a couple little baby sage leaves. It does and look we have lovely. One smacked sage leaf in it's there too. So, it's like pink and green. It's very on trend with the color palettes that are out right now. Yes, it's very soft looking. Yes. Is it is it going to kick my butt though? It's totally going to kick your butt. <laughs> oh, I smell the sage. I mean, there's literally a sage leaf under my nose. You should so smell I it. Should, <laughs> I should be able to smell the sage. The only the only way that sage could get closer is if I stuck it in your nostril. So I and think I you also should be got the grapefruit notes. Yep. Okay, I'm going in. She's going in, people. Hmm. Wait, what alcohol is in this? That is. Lady Grey tea-infused vodka. It's super light. It is. And the cat is taking advantage of the fact... Cat, get out of my drink. ...that we have alcohol to sniff the microphone. This is really... I really like this. I wouldn't say it's a... It's it's not a lemonade, but it's similar to a Greyhound cocktail minus... um, Well, I just love the grapefruit. Yeah. I... Uh, is there a vo- you're sure there's vodka in here i'm oh there's a lot of vodka in there sister i mean if that's the case this could be really really dangerous because yeah. you don't taste the alcohol at all you get that little hint of the tea i was about to say it's on the end but there's no alcohol burn in this cocktail no not at all the front end is a very fresh grapefruit flavor and then you get the aroma of the sage and then towards the end i can Tastes a sweet Earl Grey. So what's interesting is I made this when I was preparing holiday cocktails for WGRZ in Buffalo. Mm -hmm. And they knew I was preparing cocktails. So a lot of people kept cycling through the room, you know, just in case I had extra. (laughs) And one of the anchors who came in said, what are you making? And I said, well, I'm making this Lady Greyhound cocktail. It has grapefruit juice. And he says, oh, I'm out. I don't like grapefruit. And... even if you don't like grapefruit, and I think you would I said, love that Do you cocktail. At least try a sip. And he says, "Well, I will, but I can't promise you anything because I I really don't like grapefruit." And I said, "Okay, I I promise I won't be hurt if you don't like it." The man drank half the cocktail. He says, "Well, I I still don't like grapefruit juice, but I really like that. That is super light and easy and refreshing. I feel like you have a trend going on right now. I do. I I tend to like the lighter, brighter, as opposed softer. to like I'm like." aggressive hair on your chest type of stuff. <laughs> I like that too. It's just my go-to tends to be maybe the like the you could drink this at Wimbledon style. <laughs> I don't know. 
know. I'm trying to think of a way to describe my cocktail tastes. Uh, you know, white tennis skirts and everybody being quiet. Yes, I suppose that that covers it. That's so funny. Mine's more like I've been hiking through the woods and... <laughs> Well, you're more like at the Kentucky Derby kind of thing. I guess. I mean, so far, maybe. Okay. So what else do you have for me? So I have a, because I love grapefruit, and now we have two grapefruit cocktails. How did we both pick grapefruit? This is fun. It's just our thing. Okay. Apparently, we both recognize the beauty of a grapefruit Ooh, juice. Is it the one with the salt rim with a piece of grapefruit in it? Uh, what do you think that means? I hope that means I'm drinking it next. It means it's a margarita. And Hello. yes, you are drinking it next. <laughs> so this is it's not i mean it it's a traditionalist ish traditional ish margarita easy for you to say of course instead of i it does have a smidgen of lime juice okay but it's mostly grapefruit juice and then uh a nice crystal like so or silver i say mm -hmm. crystal thinking rum silver vodka <laughs> people this is real time silver tequila yes <laughs> this is degenerating quickly <laughs> and i typically a lot of people will use cointreau in mm -hmm. their uh margaritas <laughs> what's that thing called again but i actually discovered this orange liqueur called naranja which means orange, orange. the cat's trying to drink our cocktails dude Please chill out. And I actually discovered this liqueur when I was developing my cookbook mm -hmm. because I use it in a steamed mussels recipe. Oh, I because I went over there and I was like, those. "Look, I want to steam some mussels in some orange liqueur. Mm -hmm. What do you recommend?" And they recommended the naranja. So then I tried it in a margarita, mm -hmm. and I love it because it's. A cleaner orange flavor as opposed to like a sweet liquor, like liqueur orange right. flavor. Does that make sense? It does. So um, I'm very excited about this one. Here, take it. No, I'm going to keep oh, it. Oh, no, you don't. <laughs> I will fight you for that. You've just <laughs> described a fabulous drink to me and I love grapefruit too. So, oh, it smells fresh. Is that the naranja? Yeah. That's, I, I, that's my point. That's why I really like the naranja because it is a fresh light orangey flavor why are your eyes crossed <laughs> they're not crossed they're rolling back into my head this is really good <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> as opposed to, i love i like cointreau too but cointreau i find it to be a little stronger a little sweeter and i don't want to say i don't want to say artificial orange but just think of your typical strong orange liqueur i think cointreau tends to be a little cloying because it is so sweet that it almost, um, I think it alters the orange flavor. Exactly. And this, um, the, the naranja is much lighter, fresher. And it's, I just like it. I it's love good. it. It's good stuff. I need to find some of that. Hold on. So I have to tell you, um, you may or may not know this, but I had never had a proper margarita until you and I were together at an event in Austin, Texas. Yes. Well, and I mean, that was a good margarita, but it was a watermelon margarita. Right. But uh, the only 
exposure a, I had to It was margaritas. a very strong watermelon margarita. I sat down on that couch for a very long time after drinking that. <laughs> but the only exposure I had had to margaritas previously was that what I think of as like a slurpy margarita. You know, the icy, Which the I frozen am one in a blender. Adamantly against. Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm adamantly against it, but I wouldn't ever choose one of those over a proper oh here's where i'm gonna sound snobby i've been hanging out with you for so many years getting a little hot around the collar um i don't think of the frozen margaritas as being a proper margarita no or a proper cocktail it's more like a you drink this by the pool uh i mean yeah if you want to drink it by the pool even so i'd probably take the proper cocktail versus the frozen margarita and that one is spectacular oh thank you so much you, know, you make a nice you make a nice margarita <laughs> this is why we're friends the thing is that i just feel strongly about i mean frozen is fun it is fun but not it's just they don't taste the same to me they don't they're a dessert i think really, yeah i just i find them to be more fun and you know, pool party and you have, it is awesome to be at a pool party and somebody has one of those margarita machines and you just pull that lever. Wait, wait, what? A what? A margarita machine. I've never seen one of those. Girl, you've never seen a margarita machine at a pool party? I don't have friends with pools. I live in Western New York. Well, apparently I need to get a a margarita machine. Get Amazon right now. We need to get one of these things and try it. There's literally, it's basic. Just think of this same what you see at a restaurant, just this compact version of it. So it's like making a a 7-Eleven Slurpee with alcohol at home? Absolutely. And they sell jugs of the mixer and you just add the mixer, the alcohol and the ice and the machine churns it for you. You plug it in and it keeps it nice and cold and you put it on the poolside. And when your guests are ready to drink, they pull the lever. Okay. Can we time out on the alcohol for just one second? Because I have to ask this. Okay. Could I make like non-alcoholic Slurpees in those too? I don't see why not. Absolutely. I kind of feel like I need one of these. I mean, okay, hold on a minute. I'm not 100% sure because you know how ice and alcohol, right. like the alcohol helps prevent ice, ice crystals. crystals. Right. So I'm not 100% sure if you can, but I would think you can. Well, I'm not going to get it and make alcoholic slushies for my kids. Well, Duh. I mean, you are a responsible parent. I like to think I am anyway. But there's nothing wrong with you putting one in your bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) It might be a little bit over the top. I'm not sure about that. Like, nobody's going to judge you there. I think they might. (laughs) I might judge me. But, okay. So, I have one more cocktail to share with you. Well, wait a minute. Isn't it my turn? Are we already losing track? No, I just gave you the margarita. I think you're the one losing track, sister. (laughs) Okay. I have one last one to share with you. This is a pretty classic cocktail. Okay. But it's sort of a cheater version of a classic cocktail. So have you heard of a French 75? Um, No. Okay. So a French 75, we're, we're going back to... 1975? No, no, we're going back to gin for this one. Okay. Which I don't think you'll be sad about. A French 75 is usually made with one ounce of good quality gin. Yes. A a half an ounce of fresh lemon juice. I'm liking it so far. A half an ounce of simple syrup. And then a solid three ounces of Prosecco. Oh. Right. So. Okay. So I'm going to take one for the team here. Right. I know you don't usually drink bubbly. Yeah. And try the cocktail because little known fact, 
Most people don't know this, but I'm kind of have this weird allergy to bubbly. Do you think you should actually drink this then? I mean, I don't have an allergy where I like... It's not anaphylactic? No, nothing like that. I just... I mean, alcohol in general makes me hot. (laughs) (laughs) So is this more like a... I'm going to break out and sing Beyonce when I no. I'm drink just saying like el- I get really allergy. really flushed and maybe like a little hivy, but I'm gonna take a sip of it. Anyway. Okay, well we have Benadryl over here if it's an issue. Well then I'm gonna straight up pass out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my cheater French seventy five. I have followed the basic part of the instructions, which is to put the gin into my cocktail shaker with some ice. My limbs are feeling very loose all of a sudden. She's she's petting the cat like Dr. Evil. (laughs) In case anybody's wondering, right now the cat is on her lap. I'm expecting the pinky to go to her mouth and she's going to demand one million (laughs) dollars. Wasn't that what he started at? Yes. Okay. (laughs) That laugh was weird. (laughs) It was, but it was kind of, you know, it, it works with what we're doing today. So, Instead of the lemon juice and the simple syrup, I added one ounce of lemonade. Oh, okay. Which is basically lemon juice and simple syrup, but cheating. Yes. And it's really lemonade. It's still delicious. Okay, I'll drink it. Even if I'm going to break out in hives, I will drink it. And now I'm feeling like a bad friend. (laughs) No, no, it's okay. I will be fine. Unfortunately, when I discovered my allergy, that was way more embarrassing. Oh. Do we have a story? Well, I was at a work event and I actually wasn't really drinking at the time. And I thought I had grabbed a glass of cider and apparently I had grabbed a glass of champagne. Okay. Which I never had before. And so I'm, you know, mingling at the work event, drinking my champagne, thinking I'm drinking cider. I don't know. As I'm talking to someone, someone goes, are you feeling okay? Uh-oh. And I remember feeling hot. Like, I was really hot. But Were I just you, thought the air conditioning was busted. Had you taken your shirt off at that point or something? <laughs> no, no. Are you okay? I wasn't there. But I was hot. And I just assumed it was, there's a room full of people, the air conditioning is weak. You know what I mean? Uh, right, right. And this this dude looks at me and he's like, are you feeling okay? I'm like, well, I'm a little warm, but I feel fine. He's like, I think you should go look at your face. Uh-oh. <laughs> What happened? And I'm like, what? I was like, how offensive. Why should I go look at my face? So he's like, no, no, I really think you need to go to the restroom and look at your face. I'm like, "Um, okay. So I go to the bathroom. My face is bright red, blotchy. I have blotches all over my neck, my chest. Oh, dear. It was not cute. So what you're saying is I should keep the drink that's in my hand and not let you have it? No, give it to me. I'm going to – I mean, granted, after that, I had drank – a whole glass. Okay. But I can have a sip. Okay. It. I mean, I feel very fancy holding this flute. Yes. Well, it's in a champagne flute with a beautiful little twist of lemon to garnish it. It doesn't really taste like much. Like, it tastes very... It tastes or it smells because you I'm have sorry. not put that glass in your mouth yet. <laughs> <laughs> Words. So I'm going to give it a, a, a taste. Okay. Okay. What's in this again? Gin, lemonade, and Prosecco. It's not my favorite. That is a okay. <laughs> well, it's got the bubbly. I mean, it's not even the bubbly. It's good. It's refreshing. Right. But I wouldn't go and reach for it again. It has... I can't put my finger on it. 
Like it, it doesn't, maybe it's the Prosecco. Maybe I'm just not a fan of Prosecco. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's light, it's refreshing, it's delicious. It's just not my cup of tea. Well, it also has an ingredient in it that you're allergic to that you wouldn't (laughs) normally drink. So maybe that wasn't the best choice, but I will happily finish this It's lovely. Would you you like this glass? I will take it off of your hands. I already, I feel my cheeks getting flushed. (laughs) You're a little pink. You're more pink than the Lady Greyhound cocktail. I might have to take this sweatshirt off. Please don't. So I have one more for you, correct? Yes. I'm yes. Not, <laughs> math is hard. <laughs> math is hard. I can no longer count. <laughs> All right. So I have my beloved old fashioned here. Mm. Have you ever had an old fashioned? I have had an old fashioned. Okay. I just wanted to check because an old fashioned, if you've never had one before, you can kind of take your breath away. Right. Well, I do expect to be gasping shortly. It's like, it's a pretty strong cocktail. That's what I was about to say. You can probably, you probably will be like, it's good. Not my favorite. It's good. I would like to lay down now. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get this. Um, oh, my gosh. I just even love the smell of it. Traditionally, we would have put this in a lar- with a large, beautiful round cube. Because okay. you remember earlier, I got very snobby about the ice that would be used in it. Okay. So explain why you would put a large round cube okay. in this. So there is two reasons. When you prepare this cocktail... And you remember earlier I mentioned the crystal glass. Yes. And you put it in there and you stir it. So Mm -hmm. you give it just a few stirs because that cube will melt a little bit Mm. and kind of dilute your drink just a touch. Okay. So the, the larger cube, but also it is slower to melt and dilute your cube. Okay. Or sorry. I hate diluted cubes. (laughs) Dilute your drink. Holy smokes. <laughs> Guys, this is we're we're not professional drinkers. <laughs> so that is why you would use one of those large sphere ice cubes. Okay. But all right. I waited so, to put the ice in there because I don't want to dilute the drink. Holy Nike's. This thing's flammable. <laughs> wow. It does smell really good. I do love whiskey. I just can't drink a lot of it because I'm such a lightweight. So, so an old fashioned will have bourbon in it and you'll use a sugar cube, one of those dark sugar mm-hmm. cubes. There's a name for them that starts with a D that I cannot remember. Demerara. Right now. Thank you. You're welcome. So you pour the um, liquor in a strainer okay over the cube of sugar wait a sec you pour the liquid in (laughs) a strainer over the cube what oh my god try again please so you put the oh dear lord (laughs) (laughs) you put the strainer over the glass you put the sugar cube in the strainer okay and then you pour the liquor through the strainer over the sugar cube that makes a lot more sense (laughs) sorry right so um just I feel the need to go ahead and dis- drink. I feel the need to disclose the fact that I went to smell the drink and I smelled the microphone. <laughs> All right, I'm going to take a sip of this. Your look at your eyeballs. <laughs> Are my eyeballs still in my head? <laughs> wow, it's a stiff drink. Okay, that is really good, but that is <gasps> it. It kind of you breathe fire a little bit. Yeah, I feel like a dragon. <laughs> it's really good though. <laughs> So after you pour the bourbon over the sugar cube, it's okay. I'll I'm, take I'm, it. I'm good. It's okay. It's really tasty. It is really tasty. But it's not your favorite. But if I had one of those, 
you would have to wheel me out of a place. You'd be laid out. I would be. Yeah. <laughs> you know the saying, one tequila, two tequila, three tequila floor. It'd be more like, no, that one of those would put me on the floor. Okay. Well, let me just kind of tell everyone what an old-fashioned hat. It is delicious, by the way. It's delicious. But not your favorite? Not my favorite. I'm sorry. <laughs> I hate to say that, but yes, it is, it is not. But then you take that sugar cube and you put the sugar cube in with the liquor. Okay. You smash it up. You mix it. You put a few dashes of bitters in there. Okay. I love bitters. And then you take a orange rind mm-hmm. and you twist it, put the oils a little bit into the drink, rub it around the edge of the glass, add the ice cube, stir it, then you put it in your glass and if you're like me, you add a cherry. Which is me while I have a drink. Okay. You you go, you have that drink. Man, that's good. It is good. That is so good. It is good, but man, you have got to be tough to drink those. <laughs> <laughs> and my personal favorite is the Four Roses bourbon. That's one of my favorites. I don't know if I've ever tried that. Oh, I love Four Roses. If they don't have Four Roses, I'll take a bullet. Okay. I mean, I won't take Wait, a bullet. <laughs> <laughs> this feels very I love sad. you, Rebecca, but I'm not taking a bullet for you. <laughs> I'll take some bullet bourbon. Is that what it is? That's what it is. Is that all the cocktails we have? Is that not enough for you? I mean, it is six cocktails. Granted, we did not drink all six cocktails. We drank from all six cocktails. This is correct. And I am clutching my old fashioned quite tightly. Would it be okay if we went like to our various beds now and I fell think, asleep. I think we need food. Okay. Food and then bed. <laughs> food yes. and then bed. <laughs> I am not a professional drinker. <laughs> this is kind of sad. <laughs> I think that's all we have for today because honestly, if we go any longer, it's going to go sideways real fast. I think we might be heading sideways a little bit now. <laughs> So I just want everybody to make sure I, okay, I'm going to do the ending spiel. (laughs) Are you? But I'm not sure how it's going to end. Well, first, we should point out that all of the the recipes that we made today that we drank that made us so silly, we'll link to. And uh, if you want to continue hearing our adventures through food, make sure you subscribe. I'm trying really hard, Rebecca. Stop laughing at me. I'm just going to avert my eyes right now. And uh, stay tuned next week where we will be talking about a Mercedes favorite food, a very less happy subject. Oh, please. Celery. I know that sounds really weird, but we do have some things to say about celery. Me especially because I hate it. (laughs) Right. So we're going to talk about why celery is so important. And in the meantime, while I would normally say stay hungry... I'd like to say stay thirsty. (laughs) If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe through your favorite podcasting platform, leave a review and share it with your friends to spread the love. You can also find links to today's recipes on our website, myplateisalwaysfull.com. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. And if you have any questions or episode requests, email us at myplateisalwaysfull at gmail.com. Did that just make a noise? It's vibrating. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, bother. What the hell were we talking about right before? Did I I finish my thought? We were talking about cocktails. (laughs) Is that all the cocktails we have?
Is that not a... Okay. <laughs> that was... We're recording, Mary. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so hot. <laughs> okay, start that one again. <laughs>